Why wait until Friday to start your weekend? Go ahead, start right now. You're thirsty now, and 93.7 The Ticket is here to help you stock up. Just in time for the weekend when I like to hit the clubs. Time to broaden your horizons and try some new wine and beer. It's Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer from Meyer's Cork and Bottle. My goodness, did I hear a pop? Did I hear a pop pop? Yes, you did, but I gotta turn my earphones down. <laughs> oh, that was a loud one, huh? Stricky, Stricky, loud on the mic. Loud, louder the pop or the Stricky? <laughs> I got a little bit of both. Ooh, look at there. Fizzy. Pop pop fizz fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. <laughs> oh, I love doing the show with you, man. I, I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> this is just, it makes my day. Thirsty Thursday. I know we're, we're you on the stream are waiting on us. We're getting things set up because we've got Kevin Meyer from Meyer's Cork and Bottle in the building with a pop pop, and it's looking really good on what he's got. There's a patio pounder that's looking really succulent over there. Uh, it looks like there's some red. You know, Stricky likes red. There's no question about that. Pass the Dutchie to the left hand side. I'm, I'm here too. I'm here too. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. You're in the mic. You're you're in the building. So Kevin. Tell, yeah. tell us what we're working with because it's a nice little clean, crisp yeah. patio so, pounder uh, with a little fizz in it. In my efforts to remain topical, we're going with a Minnesota brewery called uh, Fair State. And um, this is their, they call it Stranger in the Alps. And it's a crispy alpine lager brewed with lemon, balm, and uh, forage spruce tips from Duluth, Minnesota. Way up north, uh, right on Lake Superior. And uh, so it's meant to be crisp. Clean. That can looks cool. That it can, um, is, can is dope. You know, citrusy and then a little bit piney with those uh, spruce tips. So give that a taste and let me know what you, you think. You taste a little piney. Mm. Mm. That is good. Ooh! And you gave us a, a hefty uh, serving because it's just the three of us. Sixteen so. ounce can. Yeah, we're getting a little Ooh. weird over here yeah. on Thirsty Thursday. It's gonna get silly. I like, I like what I taste. I, so tell us the background on this Minnesota style. Like, is it is it does it change the dynamic being that it's in the cold, like Lake Minnetonka, like when Prince went and dipped into Lake Minnetonka? <laughs> and is it something to do with the cold? Well, when Apollonia went into Lake Minnetonka. Oh, yeah. She he, came out with a nice brew. And uh, and but that wasn't Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> oh, they tricked us on that movie. Yeah. You know, you, you got a little. They, they got me. Well, I no, thought that was Lake Minnetonka. Don't you remember the the. Yo, know, so she takes off all her clothes and jumps in the in the in the lake, and uh, and he starts laughing. She says, "What's so funny?" He says, "Well, that's not Lake Minnetonka." Oh, she was fine too yes, when she yes, got she in there. Well, is this oh, a movie? You Yo, never Purple Rain. My goodness! Oh. No, you guys always do this. This is why I can't go on old school because you guys make fun of me. I haven't oh. seen. When did this movie come out? How did you not see Purple? Pur- well, you were you weren't You're even in the womb. Exactly. I don't even think he was. Uh, he was a thought uh, after the way, well, not after thought, but <laughs> I think a fourth thought. High school it wasn't yeah, even imagined. Yeah, we were in high school. Yeah, I graduated in 1989, and I think it came out probably 87. Yeah, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Prince. I was people. in junior high. So, so Prince, Prince. Listen, Prince made me want to get, um, get real, you know, sophisticated. You know, sip on a little something. and uh, I had the Jerry. Cur- I had not the Jerry curl. I had the S curl, and I always tried to get my little thing to kind of little twirl like Prince. And it didn't work. <laughs> I couldn't do it because well, I couldn't dance like him, and I couldn't wear the boots with the. Yeah, the, but he was, he was like five six and a buck thirty five. Hey, but Prince know? could hoop though. Yeah, he can. Yo, listen, <laughs> can yo, Prince could hoop. Really? Like, did you, and did, you've just got to go on YouTube and watch. 
Dave Chappelle. Because he was pretty little. He was shorty doo-wop. But Dave Chappelle told the greatest story about Prince and him playing against the revolution. You've got to go on YouTube and watch I do, that. I do have to watch you got to go watch. Just look up Dave Chappelle, Prince, playing basketball. And Prince could hoop. He said Prince. No, re- Charlie Murphy. Charlie, Charlie Murphy. Murphy. Charlie yeah. Murphy did that. That's Eddie Murphy's yeah. brother, right? Eddie Murphy's brother. He passed. He told Shout the story. Shout out to Charlie Murphy. He passed. He did pass. And and I mean, and then Dave Chappelle did a skit based on the story, but the, the background of the story was actually true. Yes. But we digress. We digress. <laughs> we we, we just went there. Listen, the we, yeah, because, because we talked about Lake Minnetonka. Oh, that's yeah, right. Minnesota, baby. Right, Come on. Right. Follow us. I know. You're hey, all behind, on, my boy. School. I'm just trying to keep up. I'm just trying okay. to keep up. I, you know, uh, so my mom is one of seven kids and uh, grew up in Minneapolis. So I spent my summers mostly up around the lakes in Minnesota. And so it, it has a special place in my heart. But I'm really sick of losing to those guys, and I really want to punch PJ Flex square in the face, boy. And uh, and PJ wants to step on your neck, like he just wants to step. He just he just wants to step on Nebraska. He's just a goof. But uh, you know, I think he takes a lot of pride in beating Nebraska, and I can't say as I blame him. I I would if I were him too. But uh, I would just love to go in, have them come into town, and um, and just and just win, and and because. We need it. <laughs> what would happen if you were in the Haymarket and you happened to walk by PJ Flag? Would you shoulder bump him? I'm not really that guy. <laughs> not too confrontational. I would. I would think no. about it. I would want to, but I wouldn't because I'm. A, I'm an adult. Yes, I love it. I love it. So this is a good beer, man. So what, it, what does this cost? Tell us what. It, what is the cost? Uh, for these that? go for about three fifty a can. Uh, it, it, tell us the name again. It's called Stranger in the Alps. It's from Fair State Brewing out of Duluth, Minnesota, which is way up north. And um, they make some darn good beers, and this yeah, is it's, uh, it's very good. Is Duluth, it is does that have like that piney the, taste to it. Is I do that taste the clothing that. company. Is that the same place? Yeah, uh, it is. However, um, is you know what I'm talking about? It, Duluth yeah, Trading. That's yeah. what it is. They something make, like that. Yeah, they make great jeans and underwear and yeah, yeah. You know, that's the I, ones that they say your 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 sack don't sweat or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what they said. They, they do. No, well, but that's not a dumper. No, no. I'm gonna. I here's here's my only disappointment is is I mean because I'm I like clothes like that. I, I like clothes that are durable. Mm-hmm. They fit a bigger guy. Mm. You know, I, I don't like skinny jeans. I you know I like stuff that I can go out and cut down a tree in and you know and that sort of stuff. Nice. And so I actually specifically asked for some Duluth Trading Company flannels for Christmas one year, and uh, and I got them and they were awesome. And uh, but then I looked at the tag and it was made in like China or Taiwan or something. Oh, and I was really? so disappointed. Yeah, oh. I was like, oh yeah. You know, I'm not a big like you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love our country, but it doesn't have to be made here in order for me to like it. You know, it's right. just. But it was kind of one of those things. It's like. It's Duluth. It's made in Minnesota. That's what I thought you know, it was. Yeah, lumberjack. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was not. It wasn't made. Here. So it's made in the same spot, or it's supposed to be the same. But spot. But that's what. Yeah, that's where the name of the company comes from. Well, it's, it's pretty Duluth, good. Minnesota. It's pretty good. Kevin's pretty light too. Yeah, nice. light, crushable. It's got oh, yeah, some different flavors crushable. in there. Yeah, you, you, you can get a taste little bit them. of that spruciness. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of that citrusy. Uh, I think they use some uh, some rind uh, on, on there, and, and it just gives it a nice little uh, balanced kick, and you know something you can throw back in in a hurry. Yeah, these are definitely stranger in the Alps. What we had last time you were here, it was definitely not a patio powder, but I would say this certainly is. Oh yeah, that um, was like a a chocolate. Well, it was a stout, but it didn't have any chocolate. Was it not chocolate? I can't remember. Were you here for that one, Strick? Uh, I was here for the chocolate one. (laughs) I I really enjoyed it. I was. It was a dark. It looked. It it, It it looked like motor oil. Yo, it hit different though. 
it hit. It hit different. It was definitely one of those. Rico yeah. knows. Rico knows what's going on. Good yeah. stuff. Shall what we? else you got for All us? All right. So again, in my efforts to remain topical, uh, we are actually going to do a French wine. It has nothing to do with Minnesota, but it does have to do with Thanksgiving. And Strick, because this certainly looks like a Strick's you know, pick. You know this is a Strick's pick, for sure. We're going to have to definitely give a so, shout out to that. You already know. Uh, this is called St. Combe. It is a Cote de Rhone from the southeastern part of France. St. Combe, like, is that like puffy combs? Kind of, except it's spelled C-O-S-N-E. Ooh. So it's, combs. It's French. They're except, like combs. Except the combs. S comes first. So is it French combs? <laughs> no. That was pretty good. That, that was, was pretty good for a style, wasn't it? We. We oui, we oui, oui. that's all I can say. We oui, we. Oui. What uh, what is the difference between a French wine and Italian wine, like an Argentinian? Like what 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 about this French wine that's going to make this? So uh, different grape varietals uh, for starters, and then different soils, and then different winemaking techniques. So this is um, uh, from the Rhone Valley. It can actually made up be made up of thirteen different grape varietals. Mm. Uh, the big three are Grenache, Syrah, and Mouvedre, and uh, it's what they call the GSM blend. But they will actually blend in. Small percentages, like 1%, 2% of some white wine grapes into this as well. And uh, by essentially, the Syrah gives it is sort of a, or I should back up, the G, the Grenache, is sort of light to medium-bodied, gives it some bright fruits. Um, and then the Syrah is a little bit bigger, a little bit bolder, and gives it a little bit of a peppery component. And then Mouvedre is a very thick-skinned, dark grape, so it gives it kind of this... Uh, leathery, rich, you know, sort of component and also gives it some ageability. And so when you blend those together, you get a wine that's super, super versatile. And uh, so the reason why I brought it is because Thanksgiving now is right around the corner. And with Thanksgiving, if your family's like mine, you've got a bunch of stuff hitting the mm. table. You've mm. got turkey, you've got ham, mm-hmm. you've got potatoes, you've got stuffing, you've got cranberry. Um, Pass me know, that bottle. Corn corn chowder, whatever, whatever it is. And so wow. you need a wine that's versatile. It's very that's smooth. Get, that's going to go with Kevin. something like that. And uh, the great thing about the Rhone Valley wines is that I think they're the world's most versatile, and you can't make a mistake. They go well with everything. And uh, and so you get a little bit of that white pepper component. You get a little bit of the uh, the red fruits. You get a little bit of, um, oh, kind of an earthy component. And they also like you to mm. taste... Uh, the what they call the terroir, which is essentially the terrain in which the grapes are grown, and in the Rhone Valley, the the river has changed paths throughout history. You know, we're, and we're talking hundreds of thousands of years, not just like within the past few. Um, and so the soils are are jetted with these perfectly smooth stones, and they call them les gelées, which just basically means the stones, but they're perfectly smooth because they've been smoothed out by the river flowing through for you know hundreds and thousands of years. And um, what happens is these uh, gelée soak up the sunlight during the day, mm. and they warm up. Mm-hmm. And then so at night when everything cools down, they kind of create like a blanket for the wines and allow so for that um, slow maturity of the fruit and allow the grapes to— Because uh, they still carry the warmth exactly, from the exactly. day. And so they develop uh, more what's called phenols, which are essentially chemical compounds within the wine that make it more complex. Mm. It's delicious. Uh, the one thing that— really strikes me it's not too bold you know no, like some it's, it's red wines smooth. like oh it'll, it'll smack not, you in the face it's not dry either no, it doesn't no, have that no, dry no. And you kind of get a hint of the dryness but not not that overwhelming like super merlot type of dryness mm-hmm. or cab mm-hmm. it's it's very smooth it's uh so a lot of times too uh tannins which come from the grape skins which is essentially the wine's backbone it's the wine's like skeletal system 
that can have some bite to it, right? And so sometimes tannins and dryness, when you get both of those together, can have a harsh mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Um, this one has a softer style mouthfeel, has some fruit, but it's medium body. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's some complexities mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And the beauty of it is, is that it, it's a savory wine, so it's going to go really well with savory types of food. And that's basically what Thanksgiving is. You're, you're drinking, or excuse me, you're eating a bunch of savory, you know, sort of belly meals. Um, and so you don't want something too heavy, too overpowering, uh, because ideally what happens is that the wine brings the food up a level, the food brings the wine up a level, and so therefore the mm. whole becomes greater than the sum of the parts. And uh, that's the beauty of wine, and that's why I love it so much. So would you say during Thanksgiving... Like what you sell at the shop, is it a lot of red wines, is it white wines, or is it just kind of just depends? The beauty of it is, is that you can drink whatever kind of wine you like, and there's going to be something that works. Mm-hmm. So, um, as an example, uh, turkey and cranberry. You know, that sweetness of the cranberry and the little right. bit of tartness and the, and the savoriness of the turkey, that actually goes pretty well. So, I have a, I, we sell a ton of Riesling, which has a little bit of a sort of an apple and pear component. So, that works. We sell a ton of Pinot Noir as well. Um, and again, ah, somebody asked about that real quick. So is this like a Pinot Noir? This comes from Jim of Philippi on the, um, the YouTube stream. I want you to finish here, but is yeah. this like a Pinot Noir? Um, I'd say a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger? A little bit, little bit bolder? Bigger. Yeah. Uh, Pinot mm-hmm. is a, is a thin scra- thin-skinned grape, so it makes a lighter wine. However, when it's grown in the right places, it actually possesses some of the greatest number of chemical compounds of any of the varietals. So it's more mm-hmm. complex. It's just a little more subtle and understated and sophisticated. This, I would say, has a little more richness, a little more mouthfeel to it. Um, but, uh, you know, they're all part of the same family. It's the, the genus and species are called Vitis vinifera. And so they're all related. So Cabernet is related to Merlot, which is related to Pinot, which is related to Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc and Malbec and, and all those traditional grape types that you know and love. They're all part of the same family of grape types. Uh, although some are red, some are white, some are bigger, some are lighter, you know, et cetera. And it just depends on climate and, uh, and soil types and, and also then the winemaking techniques as well. There you go, Jim. Question answered. I think so. Yeah, no, yeah, I think I, I they gave him what he needed. They gave him what he needed. No, just about everything, Kevin. Tell us how much the throwing stuff at you, and you know everything. Tell us how much it costs. We, um, These are 20 bucks. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. 20 really? bucks. Really? Yeah. That's yep. actually good. Well, what does this drink like? That's always my favorite thing that you say. Like, it drinks like a what kind of wine? Well, you know, it, it's my job as the wine purveyor for the store and my business and my livelihood is to try to find wines that drink beyond their price. Right, time, right. Right. Because it's easy to drink a good wine if you're spending fifty, seventy, five hundred bucks. Piece of cake. If you throw that kind of money at a bottle, you're gonna get one. You're gonna get a good bottle. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, what the beauty of my job is is to try to find those wines that you can buy for twenty bucks that drink as good as the forty and fifty. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's that, why you come here. That's right. That, that's right. It's Myers Cork and Bottle. And this is one of the few Cote Rones that's actually more Syrah than anything else. Uh, Syrah. Um, is a little bit more expensive grape to grow. It's a little bit more finicky than Grenache, which is pretty easy. And so a lot of them are Grenache heavy just because they're easier to make, but they're just not as complex. This one's actually more Syrah heavy, um, which is a more expensive way to do it. So that's another thing that I look for. Uh, and so, you know, but yet they're still under 20 bucks and goes well with everything. Mm-hmm. You can't make a mistake. And it's one of those deals too, where like this time of year, there's a lot of guys hunting, right? Right. And so they're like, Hey, we're doing a venison sausage or we're doing, 
um, you know, we uh, shot a bunch of ducks or something along those lines. Anytime someone throws me a curveball with something weird like that, um, we're like, you know, we went down to Texas and shot a wild boar or whatever it is. Uh, what kind of wine do you recommend? Well, there's no textbook for that, right? Mm-hmm. And so usually I would recommend a Cote de Rhone because you can't make a mistake. It goes well mm-hmm. with beef stew. It mm-hmm. goes well with venison. It goes well with uh, Thanksgiving dinner. You know, so it's it's just one of those all-purpose wines that when in doubt, drink a Cote de Rhone, you'll be happy. What about Thanksgiving? What do you got going on at the shop? I'm uh, so we people are coming going to be coming in. Yeah, yeah so it's, exi- it's a, an exciting time because it's also Beaujolais Nouveau time which is always the first wine produced out of the Northern Hemisphere every year. Hmm. And it's released the third Thursday in November. So it's always the week before Thanksgiving. Really? And so Beaujolais Nouveau Day is a huge day in the wine world, uh, in an exciting uh, time in the wine world. And yeah. I will bring some in on Beaujolais Nouveau Day, and we'll talk about oh, the whole awesome. history and, and, and what it entails. Um, and, and then it's just, you know, we're getting into holiday season. It's our biggest time of the year. And, uh, you know, you bite and scratch like hell all year long to, to try to break even. And then this is where we try to make money. Good stuff. Kevin Meyer stuff, yeah. from Meyer's Cork and Bottle joining us. Where can they find all of these wonderful things? I, I, I think Spitz. I think St. St. Cosme needs to be uh, added to Strix Picks for this week. Very good. Uh, right on the corner of 13th and South Streets. We've been on that corner since 1965. It's been in my family since 1978. Wow. You can also check us out on MeyersWine.com. Wow. That's Kevin awesome. Meyer, yeah. 93.7 The Ticket. You have joined us today on Thirsty Thursday. Even without DP and J, we've taken and partaken on a wonderful, wonderful. We were very okay wonderful, with that, Kevin. Okay we were with that. We're like, yeah. We're, uh, you guys go ahead. You we'll guys, stay. We'll hey, stay. You guys can stick <laughs> Twist around my arm. anytime. Anytime. We love it. Thank you for joining us today, Kevin. We uh, appreciate you and, and, and everything that you do at Myers Cork and Bottle. you got a wonderful facility. Yeah. Listen, the people down there always take care of you, and they, they're willing to listen. They're willing to help. They're willing to direct you and get you to what you're looking for, for especially these holiday weeks as they're starting to approach with Thanksgiving. Kevin, thanks for joining us on Thursday, Thursday today. Appreciate it, fellas. Pleasure's all mine. Thank oh, you. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. 93.7 The Ticket at TicketFM.com. You are on Old School. We'll be right back. We have a few messages to attend to, and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about some storylines, maybe some NFL talk. We might get into a few things. We'll be right back after these messages. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.